Hi, and welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast with Sherry and Chelsea. Um, we're happy to be here with you today, and this podcast is for Monday, July 20th. And if you don't already know us and you're just joining in on the podcast, um, this is my mom, Sherry McConnell. Hi. I'm her daughter, Chelsea Stratton, and we've been really enjoying doing this podcast together. It's been so much fun, and we appreciate all of the listeners and everyone who has subscribed. Right. And we appreciate those who are watching on YouTube as well. That's been great, too. Yeah. So we start each episode, we change out our quilts for every episode, and we kind of take turns. So this week I hung up my sea glass quilt made with our walkabout fabrics, and it is a layer cake quilt, and it finishes, we were asked to share the sizes too. So it finishes, there's actually three sizes in the pattern, 65 and a half by 65 and a half inch square, the one I have hanging up is 65 and a half inches by 83. And there's also a included in the pattern, a 19 by 19 inch mini. And then on the table is my starlight pattern. And it's a 77 by 77 inch fat quarter quilt. And then I don't know if you can see if you're watching on the top rung of the ladder behind me is pathways. And it's 71 and a half by 71 and a half. And it's also a jelly roll and a layer cake. So I just kind of picked some that would coordinate today. And then next episode, you'll get to see some of Chelsea's quilts. Yeah, I love that we're switching off every week. And also, if you are watching these two quilts, this and the Pathways quilt, they're in our Harper's Garden collection. I know some people like to these are walk oh, walkabout. And then walkabout and summer suite yeah. is the fabric used yeah. For the quilt on the table and a shout out to my quilter all three of them were quilted by Marion Bott and she's amazing she really is amazing <laughs> and also so. if you're just listening in you'll be able to find um the patterns in the show notes right right all right so should we get started with our regular features yeah regular features <laughs> new find an old favorite and you have a you have a really cute new find I noticed sitting on the table today I, yes and they just got here yesterday so I was so excited they got here in time these are some new fun things for quilters that Moda has oh, thank um, you. has and there are four little notepads that they have a sewing theme handmade one stitch at a time life oh, is so beautiful I love the the magnet on make it. do and mend and yeah it. and it has a little magnetic closure and then yeah, it's the just magnet a it's nice yeah just a notepad inside and you can stick it in your purse you can give it to your friends I just thought they were super adorable and we'll have links to these in the well, show notes. I noticed my you gave some to my daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they found them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, they, they usually find all of your fun things. That <laughs> yeah, they found some different ones that I had. These just got here last. Oh, okay. Night, but um, and then oh, this is really that. cute, handmade one stitch at a time, and it's just a spiral bound. You could use it for a grocery list. You could keep it in your sewing room for stuff you a need. To-do a to-do list. You know list. I'm a big to-do list person. Yeah, I love this. So the spiral bound is my favorite just because there's no, like, you don't have to hold it down right. while you're writing right. anything, which is really great. Yeah, and um, it's got a, a harder cover, so it it's not, gonna, it's not flimsy. Yeah. So this is... 
Yeah. This is so cool. And then this last that. one, I'm so excited. It's it's a tear-off notepad. Oh, yeah. And it each page can be for a project. So it has place for materials you need, steps that you need oh, to take. Cool. And sketches or ideas down below. Very cool. And so these are just all some really fun new products oh, I love for that. sewing And there's rooms. graph paper on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can draw a little block that maybe you're working on. And then right. I love the little pre-made check boxes yeah. for you. Yeah. They're, Ooh, I I'm going to have to they were great, get so. some of these. Yes. That's a great new find. Okay. And then old favorite. I've been getting a lot of questions and we're oh we have we're, we just really appreciate the listener questions of course yeah because it really helps us plan out our outlines but um for old favorite i'm just going to share this all in one quilters reference tool book this is a great book if you are a beginner intermediate or advanced quilter it's just a great resource it has oh i think i'll need this cuz <laughs> i still consider myself i use it beginner intermediate it has some really basic things like bed sizes that oh a lot of questions I get are oh I want to make this quilt into a queen how big do I need to make it Mm -hmm. so it has a lot of stuff like that it has information on how big your quilt is going to end up if for a certain size block just charts so you don't have to do the math just just I mean, you can do the math, but this just helps so it's much. so helpful to have that readily available. Right. And yeah. And then like diagonal set quilts, which that I don't want to do the math for. So I just look it up totally. in here. And then there's just some basic things. It shows you how to make a bias binding. It shows you, um, talks about bias strips. It talks about batting sizes it gives you information on basic quilt blocks and there are oh, even awesome. some quilt block patterns in the back in all different sizes but it's just a really great reference book that i've had for a number of years and really love you've really um added to my things to get list today <laughs> <laughs> it's getting much longer i i actually have an old favorite there were a few questions on the YouTube channel about a t-shirt I was wearing um, a couple episodes ago. Uh And I don't have that t-shirt on today, but I have a t-shirt from the same company. And we'll be able to show a picture of it on the video. But it's by a company called Maker Valley. She does that a t-shirt company, Stately Type. You may know them. They they make t-shirts and um, they have a lot of quilting and sewing t-shirts. And so I'm wearing the, actually the very first one I got at a market with yeah. our first collection, Bright Sun and all of the Moda designers and, um, everyone at Moda was wearing one. And so I like the quality of their t-shirts and a lot of people liked the one I was wearing. So yeah, we'll um, link that. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes yeah. too. So it's a great company. Um, what's new is always <laughs> our first topic and what's new for both of us is the same thing, The right? same thing. <laughs> new patterns, new quilts, right? um, new fabric. Yes. It's coming so, so soon. Yes. Uh, we're really excited to share this collection. We've been having a lot of fun designing with it and you actually finished one of your quilts. Yes. And one <laughs> is already at the quilter. I got to see it and it's beautiful. 
It's so. really, really pretty. It's already at the quilters. Yes. So hopefully uh, the second one will be finished. And oh, really? Heading off to another quilter, hopefully tomorrow. So. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You'll have to show me. So it's, and it's then going really well. I think we both have right now, we're both working on the Jelly Snowflake quilt along. Right. We're both working uh, on that. Yeah. And so. So the final. <clears throat> block is going to release this on thursday next week 23rd the 23rd yeah Yeah. so that's been a lot of fun something we've been doing with fat quarter shop right if you want it's okay to totally jump in right now the pattern's really cute uses one jelly roll and two and a half yards of background yes. fabric. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. So that's something else we're both actually working actually on at the working, same time. <laughs> right. I know. I, I need to get my last blocks done. So. <laughs> okay. So, oh, I wanted to just really quick before we get into oh, the listener yeah. questions. Oh, yeah. You said you were going to get us all caught up on Last this. time I shared one of my log cabin blocks. And I have been making these. But the reason I can only show five is because... As soon as that new fabric got yeah. here, I started adding bits oh. and pieces of it into my blocks. So I can't show that I had to make sure these blocks all. But you are didn't. all caught up to. But I'm, I'm almost caught up. Almost I'm, caught I'm up. I'm like two days behind. So I skipped okay. a day. So today I'll be caught up. They're so pretty but and cute. Yeah. And I posted these on Instagram and on my blog and somebody wanted to know what fabric collection this was from. And it's. It's not from any particular. It's just yeah. all of scraps from all all 10, of our collections. Now eleven. Now eleven of our collections. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been really fun. But these were the I on July fifth must have been when our fabric arrived or July sixth yeah. because I made five blocks before, which is so fun. So, eleven fabric collections. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's move into the reader questions. Oh, the oh quail. are we updating the quail? We are updating the quail. So just a really quick update. The quail actually disappeared for a couple days and my husband and I were so sad and so worried. And then with the 4th of July, they came back the next day. And I feel like maybe they had moved to a yard where they shot off a lot of fireworks or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then, But they've been back ever since. And oh my goodness! So we we have some vi- little videos and pictures that we're gonna share oh my with goodness. you. Yeah, yeah. I hope they don't ever go away. I know I they know. have a nice little um, home in your yeah. backyard, and yeah, we're enjoying them a lot. Oh, so. I'm glad that that they're good. <laughs> they're still here, and they're all fine. And for a while, I thought one of the babies was missing, but then the last time yeah, I counted, told me. they were all there. So oh, good. We're good. good. <laughs> Got to okay. keep us updated on the uh, yes. the quail family. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So should we go into some listener questions yes. then? Yes. All right. Uh, so the first listener question is, do you pre-wash your fabrics? Right. So I'm actually going to take the lead. I don't know if you're the same. I don't pre-wash my fabrics. I know people who do. I actually tried it on the flannel. Uh-huh with a collection from Moda and I didn't feel like it I needed to actually right. it really didn't make that big of a difference right. so I I don't I yeah. don't pre-wash no when I first started quilting I did my grandmother told me you have to f- wash everything and you have to iron it and then you have to cut <laughs> it and I spent lo- a lot of time pre-washing and it's ironing a lot of time right but when I was quilting then 
there were I wasn't using pre-cuts and so oh yeah you know it would be a nightmare to try to throw a layer cake in the washing machine oh, and dryer totally. and so I don't pre-wash at all now yeah. I, we mentioned in the last episode about color catchers color catchers that so that'll I do it use those that'll do it for you right. it's going to catch any of that bleeding or right anything in the fabrics I've never had a problem and I use those so right. perhaps if I were making a quilt not using pre-cuts and it was a bold quilt like a red and white quilt yeah I would probably pre-wash that all those red fabrics on the white fabrics yeah if I were doing something really big and not using any pre-cuts at all yeah. then I probably would so okay and then we were also asked about stitch length and I sew on a Janome and for regular sewing I use a 2.2 and I lower that down to about a 1.5 if I'm doing foundation paper piecing or if I'm sewing on half score triangle paper yeah but and then, oh, if I'm if I'm quilting something simple with straight lines, I will move that up to about a 3.5. Oh, okay. So those are kind of the three stitch lengths that I stay with. Yeah. So I have a funny story about that. Okay. So I was sewing um, last week's block for the Jelly Snowflake Quilt Along. Uh-huh. And I was like, something is wrong. Something is not right while, while I was sewing. And my little boy, who's three years old, he had gone to my machine and he oh. had changed the stitch length on oh. me and it was so it just wasn't right <laughs> and I had a little talk with him I said you know you know don't touch mommy's machine and change <laughs> and twist the knobs and all that right. and he just said okay mom <laughs> and oh. so sometimes I have to double check my machine make sure everything's good and see if they haven't tinkered with it <laughs> so oh yeah <laughs> That was always my biggest fear. Yeah. With little kids is they're going to turn those knobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I think that covers stitch length. Starch. Okay. So (laughs) I know some people who starch religiously. Yes. uh, For everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For everything. And I don't unless I'm doing smaller piecing. It really does help and make a difference that way. You know, I'm not um, getting a bunch of threads and everything. So with smaller piecing, I, I do. But most of the time, I don't, like with larger piecing. So Right. But I know people who love it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I know a lot of people who, who starch. Um, Kimberly at the Fat Quarter oh, Shop yes. starches everything. Lisa Bonjean They are so funny. When everything. we visited Fat Quarter Shop, Kimberly was like, where's my starch? Yes. Where's my starch? Yes. I know my quilter, Marion, she starches everything. And, and like Chelsea, I just basically starch when I do mini quilts. Yes. And when it's smaller, I feel like it's more important for those pieces to be like that. And so yeah, you don't want the edges all frayed. Right. And it really helps. Yeah. But I did get a bunch of starched fabric back from my from Marion. And she made one of my sample quilts with the Balboa fabric, the lattice oh, yeah. quilt. And she's actually going to keep the quilt. But. She gave me the the scraps back that have already been starched. Oh, wow. And I'm super excited because I think I'm going to do a pillow with them. Oh, yeah. That'll be perfect. And that way I'll get 
you know, I'll do a bigger project with with starch fabric and see yeah. what I think. Yeah. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Okay. So quilt backings. Yeah. Quilt backings. I actually, um, I have had so many questions on that through my blog that I'm actually going to do an upcoming blog post on that. And then there is a lot of information in this book that I mentioned earlier, the quilters re- reference tool on quilt backings. Yeah. But basically I guess if I have the fabric, I will piece a backing. And if I don't, I'll make a scrappy backing. Yeah. I love scrappy backings. And I don't generally buy the extra wide backing fabric just because I try to use the fabrics that I've used on the front of the quilt. Yeah. And we haven't had any of those larger backings. I haven't used the larger backings yet. It's uh, been a while since I've used one. Yeah. Okay. So watch for the blog post on that. Right. That you'll be posting with more information. So how do you bind your quilts? And I want to start off with this one because okay. my mom taught me how to bind quilts. And so <laughs> I started off, you know, you machine sew it on the one side and then fold it over and I learned to hand bind my quilts and I love that I like sitting down and just being able to turn on a show or you know listen to something and bind a quilt but on that note I also my friend Vanessa of Lella Boutique has a really great method where your machine quilting it on both sides and I have tried it and I really like it, but I do like hand binding them, I think more. Right. But she has a lot of good information on a blog post oh, for, okay. for that. Okay. So we'll have to link. Yeah. To we'll that have to link to that also. Yeah. Yeah. I like Chelsea said, well, I learned to bind from my grandmother. Oh, that's so and sweet that it's like yeah. generational. Yeah. And so Yes, yeah, so I will machine sew the binding to the front yeah, side of the quilt, the front. so that that always looks nice and neat. And then, like Chelsea mentioned, I hand sew it to the back. Yeah, I have something else that my grandmother did is after she sewed to the front side, she would iron it out, and so it just gives it a more smooth finish look. She would iron the entire quilt after the binding had been machine sewn to the front and before she hand stitched it. And I've just always done that because she did it. And then one day I found out some people don't do that. And, um, well, actually I bound a quilt for someone one time she'd had heart surgery and I said, let me take some of your quilts and bind them for you. And none of them were pressed. And so I was, I noticed it was a different look. So I pressed some of them so she could see, but I, I've tried the machine binding, like you mentioned. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not that great at it. I, I use it mostly when I do bags or small projects. And so I feel like I am getting better. Yeah. But it does take practice just like anything else. Yeah, using that stitch in a ditch method. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you taught me about the pressing as well. I do that too. Right. Yeah. I feel like it helps. It keeps everything flat, nice and more, flat. Yeah. And, and I do have a couple of YouTube videos, a yes. part one and a part two on that binding. Which I have watched so. <laughs> several times. I know I say this all the time, so. but I'll go refer to that just 
yeah that that video is very helpful well so. and I think because I, I show exactly what you do when you get to the corner yes and so yeah and I'm not sure if I show that on that video but I also when I'm hand stitching my binding if you're watching um at the corner I'll I'll hem stitch that little gap there where mm-hmm. you make your miter um just because I a lot I of our quilts too. go to kids and, and they're going to be used by kids and I feel like oh I don't want them to snag that open and pull the binding yep. open. Do you do that too? I do the same thing. I can't remember if I showed that on the video or not. So I don't I don't know that you did. So yeah. maybe you could do like an yeah. updated binding. Right. Binding video, but you you taught me that actually the first quilts that I was making, you you did that for me on the corners uh-huh. and so that's how you taught me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've always continued oh, to do that same thing. Yeah. No. And I like, I feel like binding a quilt is kind of like, I, when I was, I'm glad that you like it now because I it do. took me a while to get to like it. And I feel like it's just like you're revisiting all the time you spent making that quilt. I didn't like it at first. I, so. I wanted something quick right. and easy. Instant gratification. And instant gratification. Yeah. But sometimes you just need a reason to rest and that's just something you can mindlessly kind of just it just right once you're doing it it, you just keep going and you're not really thinking about it and right so yeah and I what is really fun is if you've had somebody quilt it and maybe they've done custom quilting sometimes you see things up close while you're binding that you didn't even notice when you're that's always really fun I, I like what you said earlier I feel like it helps me appreciate the work that I did right because when you're sewing you know a lot of times we're chain piecing and going very quickly and this just gives you a moment to reflect yeah when you're hand finding absolutely which is great yeah absolutely okay the next one's super easy oh yeah we're red weight and brand I think we're the same our <laughs> 50, 50 weight, weight. <laughs> and same thread in the All spool the as in the bobbin that yeah now when I'm working on bags sometimes I've put a different color in the bobbin than I have in the spool so that the um bobbin thread matches that fabric and the spool thread matches the top fabric but they are always going to be the same weight yes so always and I feel like we use like the we'll have to put the exact one but the ivory or the yeah the colors that the, we the like white yeah and both of those seem yeah. to work really well for me I know they do for you right so okay then we had some fun questions that I'll let Chelsea take this first one <laughs> okay so colors you don't like or avoid using and my I I don't know if mine's going to be the same as yours but <laughs> I feel like we love all colors I really love all colors I feel like I don't avoid colors right I don't know I well I'm I not really don't. big on browns unless it's a oh, fall quilt yes then I'm good with it yeah no so, I agree with that yeah and then purples I I had an aversion to purple for a while because... You want to tell them why? (laughs) Yes, because both of my daughters loved purple and they wanted... All they wanted were purple quilts and then Chelsea even wanted her room painted purple and I painted that room purple and I would just buy purple flower and I just got sick of purple and I really didn't put purple in a quilt for years. 
You really were so great to do that for me though. Cause I was adamant that I needed purple walls and purple sheets and purple yes. quilts and everything I owned was purple pillows. And yeah, you let me have my space and let me do what I wanted. And yeah, I but agree. we put a really fun orchid purple color in Balboa, in Balboa. Fabrics. And, and it I just, works very well. Yes. And I just fell well. in love with it. And yeah. I just thought, I, I it was a good introduction to purple for right, us. A good way to come back to yeah. purple. So <laughs> in a in a nice, safe, happy space to yes. use purple. A subtle way. After years of yes. not loving purple. But the the orchid purples in Balboa have been some of my favorites. Yeah. I've just loved They're them. They're very pretty. Yeah. And they so. work really well with that charcoal color that we yes. have. Okay, so do you sew every day? Every and day. I know you do. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I, I I feel like for me, it isn't actually every day. I know I shared a tip, you know, set something aside, right. work on something for 20 minutes every day. And right. I do, I will say I try to do that. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't happen every day for me. I would love it to happen every day for me. Right. Sometimes the day gets away from me. Some days are just specifically like I have activities for my kids or they, they want to go swimming that day. And so right. I set that aside and they... Yeah. I will say that I do something in the sewing room every day. Sometimes yes. I just go in. If I know I don't have time to sew, I will cut something out or organize something. I agree with that. A hundred percent. I'm right. in there every day in there working every day. on something. It may not be sewing, but it's definitely right. related right. Um, to sewing. So. Right. Yeah. And this weekend we had our youngest son was here for four days and yeah. I really didn't. I got all caught up. We spent a lot of good family time. Yeah. And so. we, our entire family hasn't actually been together in a very long time. Yeah. So it was good. It was a lot of fun to just hang out and yeah. um, finally just be able stay to home be together. With the yeah. Stay home and be with the family. Yeah. Okay. Next this, question. This question kind of cracked me up <laughs> yeah. because it's how many quilts do you work right. on at one, at one time? time? And my initial answer was, well, I'm working on multiple things <laughs> at one time. But when, when I'm talking about sewing, I'm only working on like, well, I don't know. No, when I'm working on a quilt, I'm really invested in that quilt and right. I want to finish it. Right. But in my mind, I'm working on 10 other. quilts at one time. Right. Like, well, and you have certain projects like the jelly snowflake quilt along, for example, I'm right. working on blocks every week. So that's a project I'm working on the same time as, as other quilts. As other quilts. Right. So. Yeah. And I do, I really like to have long-term projects Yeah, that it doesn't bother me if, if I don't work on them every week or every month, sometimes I'll work on something and then not work on it for two months but it's good to have those long-term projects yeah. and I have about <laughs> three or four of those going right now along with everything else that I'm doing so. so I I really love going in my mom's sewing room because she has different tables with d those those boards with right the flannel right the, the project them. the project boards. boards yeah and she has different things and I'll say, well, what, what is this? Oh, this is something I'm working on for the blog. Th right. This is a new quilt I'm working on with new fabric. This is, so it's very inspiring to me because I see how kind of your brain works yeah. with all these different projects. And so your sewing room is, you guys, it's so much fun to oh, be in there thanks. and just inspires you. So, but yeah, I feel like 
they all have to have their own place. Oh, definitely. Or I can't keep them. Yeah, yeah. You straight. have to keep them organized, right. and right. You have to know what's going. I always keep the the specific pattern with a project I'm working right. on. Right, I do too. That and yeah, that way I know exactly what to go back to right. every time. Right. Okay. So tell us about your sewing machine preferences. So I, <laughs> I first sewed on a singer, and that was fine when I was a little girl. Yeah. And I had two different singers, I think, and then. In about, I think it was about 1997, I my aunt was doing a whole bunch of research, and she was going to buy a new sewing machine. And she did all of this research and found this Janome that she loved. It was a Memory Craft 4000. And she said, I think if you go down to that shop, she said, I got a really great deal. I think you can go get a good deal too and I did I went down and I actually got a better deal than she did because <laughs> well I purchased the floor model so oh yeah um so I got and that machine I can't even remember I feel like I sewed on it for over 10 years maybe 12 14 yeah. years and I never had a single problem so I was just sold on Janome's and in fact I needed to get it cleaned one day and I just thought I can't be without this and then I bought a Janome Gem Platinum that day that I dropped the machine off to be cleaned so I could sew while it was in yeah being serviced and that's my travel machine yeah so and that's great it's lightweight I can take it on an airplane yeah or put it in the car so and then a few years ago um, my husband got me a memory craft Janome memory craft 6600p and I've been sewing on that for five you or love six it. years. And I love it. Mm. I have sewn on Bernina's teaching uh, while teaching. Yeah, while teaching. And they're fine too, but I have just been really happy with yeah, what I Yeah, I've have. sewn on a Bernina uh, while we were teaching. Um, teaching. And I liked it too. I'm definitely, you bought me my very first sewing machine, a Janome. And it's actually a travel right. um, size machine, but it worked great because... I had just started doing more and more quilting. Right. And I loved it. I mean, that thing was a workhorse. It yeah. was great. But I just recently last year got to a place where I felt like I needed something a little bit more powerful. And I talked to you and I went back and forth and I really didn't know right. what I was going to get. Well, I was having a conversation with Vanessa and... She said, well, you know, I really love my Bernina, but I bought a Juki because a lot of people said they loved their Juki. And she said, if you want to try it, uh, right. you can pick it up. And I think you picked it up for I me. Did. You were I was in at St. her George. house and yeah. visiting her and it was I, nice. I brought you it to home. Visit. Yeah, you so, brought it home. Yeah. And I mean, the difference was now in differences, I mean... It was a much po more powerful machine. And if you want a, if you just need a great straight stitch machine, the Juki is great. So that's for what me, I've heard. Yeah. From a lot of people. So. Yeah. And it's not too pricey. It's not too pricey. Right. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. So right now I have both. I have a Janome and my oldest daughter is going to, I have to go take it up to be looked at right now, mm -hmm. but my daughter's going to start sewing on that. She has her very first project laid out. It's a pillow. That's awesome. And, um, in some me and my sister fabrics <laughs> and, uh, 
but yeah, I have my Juki and yeah. I'm really, I really like it. It's a lot more powerful, which I like. I like to yeah. just put the pedal to the metal and, right. and sew. So, yeah. And I should say, I went on a quilting retreat a couple years ago and so many of the women had Juki yeah. and they were sewing so fast. I was, yeah. it goes really fast. Really fast. And my I husband laughs them. every time that yeah he knows I'm like sewing like crazy and he's like, wow. I know. <laughs> That's Sometime I might have to come try yours out. Yeah, you should. See if I need to get one. You should. Okay, so with this next question, I'm going to take the lead because I did something really fun last night. Oh, The question is, do you have a staple color in all your collections? Uh So I did a poll with all the colors. And I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, ten, probably more than ten different colors because of various shades. Right. But general colors, I did a poll. Oh, and good. I'm which, curious. <laughs> which, I shouldn't have let you look. I can't see that far of the glasses. <laughs> well, good. So, okay. that, that helps me then. So. so I want you to guess which color you think is more prevalent out of all of the collections. I'm going to say blue. Okay. You're going to say blue. Um, all right. And you're not wrong. Because navy and aqua both considered blue. Right. Between those two, um, an aqua and a navy, there was, in 10 collections, we had an aqua shade out of 11. Wow. And we had eight navy out of 11 collections. Okay. So ivory, but I'm not really counting that one because that's like our background color. Right. That is in every collection. We always have the same background color in every collection. But um, coral, peach, the pink color we use was in 10 collections. Oh, so that's more prevalent than the red even. It's more prevalent than the red. We didn't have red in Balboa. Mm -hmm. So red was only there in eight collections, which was interesting. And Bright Sun didn't have red either. Bright Sun didn't have red. Okay, um, that's interesting. We had a green shade in nine of our collections. So that was really fun last night. And then I laugh because purple has been in one. Right. (laughs) And orange has been in one. But those colors worked really well in the collections we had them with. Right. And yellow's only been in a couple. Yellow's only been in two collections. Yeah. And gray has only been in five collections. Okay. But it was really fun last night to do that it was very interesting so you guessed right yeah (laughs) blue is probably our staple color that's really fun because I looked at that question and I thought it was a great question but I thought how do I answer that so I'm so glad you thought of doing that so okay quilt labels (laughs) (laughs) this one always makes me feel guilty yeah um my grandma was really good about labeling her quilts and she would embroider the labels I know Carrie Nelson is fabulous at labels, and she always puts a quote that she likes on the back of every label. And um, one of the questions we got was, how much information do you want, do you add to your label? So for Carrie, you know, she'll add a quote as well. Yeah. But I think at the bare minimum, a label should have the maker's name and the date and the location. Yeah. And so I was really good. I probably have... 25 quilts out of hundreds that have labels see and I've just not been doing it lately I've never put them on and I really feel like I should and I even thought like it's 
almost like something you want for a history right. of the quilts you've made. And right. so what I thought about doing is at least putting in a Excel spreadsheet or something. Oh, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. The name of the quilt, when the year that it was made and just something right. about it, like personal or just something. I thought about doing that just to keep record of that's it. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm actually planning on pulling all of my quilts out of the closet this next week. Um, wow, we're going to have a very large well, blanket party then. When we moved in, I, I got everything on a shelf. Yeah. But what I want to do is pull everything out, organize them by... I do have the Christmas quilts all together and the red, yeah. white, and blue quilts all together and the fall quilts all together, but... <laughs> you have so many categories. I want to take our quilts and organize them by fabric collection. Yes. And I also want to fold them a little bit bigger. Some of them are folded smaller than they need to be for the size of yeah. the shelf. So I feel like then less less folds, fewer folds. In, yeah, in to, the quilt. Yeah, to get so that we don't have as many wrinkles. Yeah, and, and maybe while I'm doing that, I'll you could do the spreadsheet. Do the spreadsheet. Yeah, just yeah. to keep record of everything. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so can you suggest simple projects for kids other than pillowcases? My daughter, like I said earlier, is starting just a simple patchwork pillow. Right. Uh, that's something simple they can do with right. kids. I know something fun you do with my girls is you have those little bags, but you make those for them. Right. Um, I feel like, I feel like a skirt would be really easy. A skirt would be super, super easy. easy. Yeah. Uh, I love patchwork pillow. That was my first yeah. sewing project. It is a patchwork, patchwork pillow. pillow. Or so I guess you could call them placemats. Right. Uh, those are perfect. But what my girls use them for is for their dolls, like in oh. their little animals, like they put like their dolls live on these little. So it's just a yeah. tiny patchwork placemat almost that they can do. Right. And they can you know, put their dolls and yeah. stuff on them or put them on their nightstand. Right. Those are simple things. I think the important thing is getting them sewing. It's really right. important and just starting really small. And yeah, doll blankets are a good doll project. blankets are a great project. And then maybe like a simple tote bag, not yeah. with a zipper, just not with, with a, a handle. Zipper. Anything without a zipper. Right. They could definitely yeah. do. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of kids, you know, it just gives them such a sense of accomplishment. To, yeah. To my, my oldest is so ready. You know, she is. She's right. Yeah, she's ready. She's she's got the itch, guys. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. So there was a question that is just for Chelsea. I know. And this is a really good one. So, OK, I'm happy to hear you. This was your answer. a great one. And I just shouted hallelujah when I heard it because this happens to me all the time. So for Chelsea, as a young quilter slash designer, how do you think you can influence the stigma or perception that goes with being a quilter slash maker that our craft or skill set is linked to older retired ladies? I have been quilting for just over 20 years and still in my 40s, yet often get comments when I discuss my creations that, quotation, isn't that what old ladies do? Yes, that is so true. It's so true. <laughs> I get it all the time. And this is what I do. The best thing you can do is you just, I love to explain and talk to people about what I do. Right. Uh, it's definitely not just for old retired ladies. Right. And I feel like if you just have a conversation and explain like, I do this because I love it and it's more than just a hobby. It's like a, 
a passion of mine. I really enjoy doing that. And, um, I love seeing younger moms quilting, especially because, so I had a friend and she commented on how beautiful the quilts were on my girl's beds. And I love being able to make things for them. Right. Uh, and I wouldn't want to wait till like you've made my kids pillows and quilts, but I love being able to do it myself. And I wish, um, more, more people would quilt, but right. no, I get that all the time. And I just like explain to them, no, it's anyone can do it. It's so children can do it. And right. so I'm yeah. always like quilting is cool. It's so yeah. fun. <laughs> kind of on the flip side of that, I thought. A lot of women don't get into it at all until they're in their 50s or 60s because they finally have a little bit more time. Which is true. And I feel like that's great too. Start any time. Start any time. It doesn't matter your age, whether you're 20 or 60. It it is the best pastime because it's creative. It keeps your mind busy. It keeps your hands busy. They've proven that it has health benefits. Yeah, totally. And... I feel like you can learn at any time. And yeah. also the methods that we have today are so much more simplified than what yeah. previous generations had. So we have so many great tools. Yeah. And it's just fabulous. It's how definitely for everyone. It is. And and I agree with that. Like I don't always have time to work on something every single day, but it really brings me joy. I really started when I was pregnant with my third child Uh and I just couldn't stop. I loved it. And so anytime I had, I was quilting like crazy, but no, I get that all the time. You know, a lot of people are like, isn't that for older people? Right. No, and the other thing, yeah, the other thing I was thinking of was never think that someone would never quilt because I've now had two friends that I never thought would quilt ever that have really become prolific quilters. And one of them got into it because of YouTube. She, she needed to make something and found a YouTube video and it just one thing led to another. And the other one started collecting sewing machines and that led her to quilting. So yeah. So never, never think that anybody is, is not going to do it. They, yeah. You just never I know. said I was never going to do that. Yeah. I told you that all the time. Right. You did. <laughs> okay. Tip of the day. And you have our tip of the I day. I do have the today. tip of the day today. Yeah. I thought of it as since I've been cutting out quilts and working on quilts with a new fabric. And this kind of stems from back in the days when I used to sew for other designers they would, you know, send me the fabrics to make a quilt and I could always keep the scraps. And so I got really good at cutting out very effectively yeah, so that I could have good scraps to use for other projects. To use for other projects. And I noticed that while I, when, whenever I'm sewing with one of our collections and doing the new pattern quilts, I do the same thing. Yeah. But it's super helpful because I'm, I'm cutting out one and a half inch squares, two and a half inch squares. I'm cutting out, if I have a little bit extra, I'm cutting it into a one and a half or two and a half inch strip. And so I'm, I'm cutting those pieces while I'm cutting out that quilt. And then I have them yeah. to use immediately. That's a great tip. So that's, that's, that's my tip today. So we also okay. wanted to review a couple of reviews that we got from apple Podcasts. yeah they were really really kind really kind yeah 
right. Do you want to? Yeah. So we had a review from Quilty Love and I love her. She said, I'm really enjoying the podcast so far. I like the quilting conversation between two quilters along with the recurring segments. It's also very interesting to hear what goes on in designing a fabric collection and the projects that go with it. I also appreciate that the podcast isn't every week. It gives me a chance to stay caught up. I loved that. When yeah, I, I, love I that. smiled when I read that because I thought it gives us a chance to stay yeah. caught up. Too. And I'm actually very, very inspired by her. So, so inspired. Right. I love everything she does. Yeah. So another recent review from Apple Podcast from E.B. Gordon says, listening to these two ladies is like catching up with old friends. Aww. I love the segments <laughs> they share and hearing how they work together. It's a peek behind the curtain at the lives of pattern and fabric designers. They're a true joy to listen that to. That was really sweet. Yes, thank you so much. And <laughs> we, we really appreciate it. The reviews and the ratings on Apple Podcasts really do help. Yeah. And get make it so that other people can find our podcast. And yeah. So we really appreciate that. And even if you're watching on YouTube... We would love to have you. Yeah, leave, leave a, a comment, re- review, leave a review, comment, rating. Yeah, so. we really, really appreciate it. And yeah. we're so grateful that you stopped by the yes. podcast today, whether you listened in or watched us on YouTube. Just remember to uh, listen in on your favorite um, provider. Right. And Oh, and somebody asked to be sure at the end of the episode and tell when our next episode yes. will air which is August 3rd, Monday, August 3rd. So that will be our... That's the next time you'll, next you'll see us and hear from right. us. And we should have... I can't remember our exact date that we get to share the new quilts and fabric, but it yeah, might be it, soon. It so might be really close to, to that date. To that date. So if not that podcast, maybe the one after we'll yeah. be able to... And I also, I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but... I just, I know you won't see this till after, but it is my mom's birthday this week. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So So happy birthday, mom, in advance. (laughs) Your birthday will have passed before this this airs, airs, but just if you want, leave Um, my mom a little bit of extra love. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, and we just appreciate everyone watching and listening in, and thanks so much for stopping by.